Uncut 90. I'm your host, Dalapa, with a few special guests and analysts. Um, we have Daniel, a.k.a. Damani. You sound mad far, if you can uh, get closer or something. Oh, I but, said I was going. All right, there we go. Um, Wes is here as well. Wes is back in the building. Yeah, the long-awaited return. He's here to answer all your questions and inquiries. Um, and Winfred is here, a.k.a. Sawile. Oh my God! I'm back again. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you, exactly. You've been gone for a while, so this is I you know, know. Re- return the return of the, you know the special analyst today. Yeah, That's what on, we're doing. Exactly. Analysis. Exactly. That's exactly what we expect. So let's start off with the what I expected to be you know the biggest game quote unquote of the weekend: Manchester City versus Arsenal. Um, Manchester City end up winning that game by a single goal by Sterling. Daniel, I want to start with you. What did you expect going into the game, and uh, what was your just reaction from that game? Yeah, I was uh, I was expecting it to be a close game, and uh, I honestly thought the game could go either way before it started. Because a city without De Bruyne, man, that's uh, I I don't want to say greatly diminished city, but it's not the strongest city you play against. So I was expecting it to be close, but I I. I came out, I was a little disappointed, man. I know it was only 1-0, but I I was disappointed at two things, basically. There's this uh, thing we wanted Atleta to fix at Arsenal, right? Is when we go away to these top six teams in the league, there's just too much fear in the play. And it just needs to to go. We thought it was Unai Emery. We definitely thought it was Arsene Wenger. Uh, you know, Emery definitely didn't fix it, and now it seems like it's still carrying on very so I don't know, tentative and reserved. It's like you're afraid to like express yourself in the game. So I was disappointed at that. And the second thing I was disappointed at was there's too much tinkering with the team, and this is the reason why a lot of people turned on on Unai Emery because you are just tinkering with the team with no reason since the season started, right? Lacazette has scored three goals. He scored our first three goals in three games. And then he suddenly dropped from the team. Why? So this game, we're playing with William as a false nine, Pepe on the right. And, and what annoys me the most is that even though they're tinkering with the team so much, there's one constant they never seem to change, but he's like, he always plays. <laughs> And we've signed Thomas Partey. You think I don't have to see Xhaka anymore, but he's still playing at, away at, 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 Man- at Manchester United. I love when these games with that guy plays. But, uh, I don't know what being said. Five games played. We have nine points out of 15. I guess the two we lost were Liverpool and City. I'm not happy about those. What it means is that we now have to beat Leicester, Sheffield. These teams, there is no draws or anything with these teams. We have to beat them or else it's, it's going to pan out the way it did last season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I think, you know, 
good good review of the game, really. Winfred, I want to ask you about the question of Aubameyang playing on the wing, William playing as a false nine. It was a bit shocking to me because I don't understand why all these Arsenal managers refuse, one, to play Aubameyang as a striker. Um, and then Arteta, of course, going the extra, like, extra... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Extra mile. extra mile. Yeah, there we go. The extra mile of not even playing a proper striker as a striker, just play William up there. It didn't really seem to make any difference. It actually looked pretty easy for City. All they did was move their defenders over to Aubameyang's side so he couldn't just outrun them. Yeah, Um. so I, I kind of understood why Ateta played William in that first night because William is a better presser than uh, Lacazette. So yeah. when you watch the game, tactically, William is supposed to stay on Rodri and force City to go long, and which was the case for majority of the game. Like City, have you seen Edison distributing the ball straight to like uh, the wing, uh, to like a winger, or straight to like in the middle of the pitch? Because Rodri was their the sole distributor, and William was uh, like kind of pressing him. I don't necessarily think Aubameyang should be playing on the wing, but if you have a player that's supposed to be playing in the middle and he's playing on the wing, and you're getting as much productivity from him on the wing as through the middle, if you were a coach, would you shift him to the middle if you really don't have a stable uh, winger on the Aubameyang side? But they have William. Isn't that what William... Like, to uh, me, William, I thought that's what they bought William for. Yeah, yeah. William, William majority plays for the, on the right side. You know, Pepe also plays on the right side. They don't have an actual... Left winger, which is supposed William to be... can come off the left though. I've, I've seen yeah, him. I've seen him. I've seen him play off the left um and has that side, but predominantly, I I would say he prefers the right if that's the right thing to say. And then uh the the only people that could play on the left is Saka, Martinelli who's injured. Saka okay, but he's still a kid, you know. So it's like playing Abamia on the left allows you to play like a Lacazette, you know. But I, I didn't understand why Lacazette didn't play, even though I, I stated the pressing and stuff. All City had to do was put two fast players on uh, Aubameyang's side, and Aubameyang was neutral. They put Walker and Cancelo on both sides, on that side of the pitch. You know, I, at some point in the game, I was expecting him to switch and put him uh, through the middle, put William there, and then uh, Pepe on the, on the right. But, hey, yeah, he knows best. He's the coach. But I don't yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Wes, I want to ask you. Go ahead, Daniel. Let me yeah, let me just add to what he said. Just to a broader point, though, we're five games in. Ateta needs to have a starting 11. And you need to have a proper formation. I know, you know people like this uh, three-back thing. And I was listening to Tony Adams like earlier today. He was saying those kind of formations will win you a cup game. Might be wrong, but you know, I think was it Conte played like three back and also. Yeah, yeah, Conte did. Yeah, but I, I would like to see a proper formation, man, because this three back thing when we started, it, it all seemed very temporary, like we were trying to not get overrun or something. So that we are just playing. It's time to start putting down some solid plan, as in this is the starting eleven. I don't want to see this taken and then Ketia comes in and that comes in. Aubameyang has played on the left and has scored like 20 goals in the last two seasons. I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't change it because when you play in the middle, 
you have to be good at holding up the ball. It's not just the case of just, you know, running to a lot of the game is playing with your back to the ball. Mm-hmm. Not exactly good at that, you understand? Yeah. I don't understand why Lacazette does not play. First, they said he doesn't score. Now, he has scored three goals in, like, four games. <laughs> why is he not playing? <laughs> stop overthinking it. Stop overthinking it. Stop tinkering with the team. And if I see Patty on the bench one more time and Zaka is playing... <laughs> but the guy just came, though. Like That's, that's no, what no, I was Like, no, doesn't no. he get a bit of time to get acclimated to the team? No, no, no. He should go straight into the team, man. I don't think that's how it works, man. No, no, Daniel. I think the reason why he didn't play was because he just arrived, what, Wednesday or Tuesday? And I think that the, the game plan you guys had was something Ateta has been planning for a very long time. So I don't think Pate would have been up to speed. I know that's why he didn't play, but he only had one training session under his belt. Yeah, one training yeah. session. And, and, and also, um, you said three in the back is not a real formation. I don't understand what you mean by that. Three, that's... It's, it's the reason why everybody it, plays for back. It's, it's literally... Yeah, 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 sure. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I, I think it just boils down to the preference yeah. of the manager and, and the players. Not. Yeah, and the players that he has available to him. That three-four-three works for Arsenal right now because they really don't have good center backs. No, uh, not even center backs. But I'll say he's taking out the number ten role from his midfield. They really he don't can have four-three-three and not. Have that double ten row either, right? but, but then, yeah, but like, but like in a in a four three three, there's usually one of the three in midfield that can play that role, you know. But exactly, if, I agree with you on that. Yes, we yeah, kind of hoping William will do that. You know? Yeah, so if you play a three four three, like now you just have you can have two midfielders sitting, and then those three f- forward guys are responsible for just doing everything up top and then you can throw in a left back to play one of the four in midfield and a right back to play on the other side in midfield and it gives you more like defensive structure in a way. It gives you more people that can defend on the field. You know, so I don't know. I think that's why he's choosing to play it and it is a real it is a real formation. I don't understand. When I say it's not real when I say it's not a real formation, so Basically, I think I think what you're trying to say, Daniel, is it's a unconventional, you know, it's unconventional. But I don't yeah. think that you have an eleven that you can just put out there and go beat City. I don't think you have that eleven. So you yeah, need to do one, that's, that's one I disagree with. That's that's what we're paying him to do. You know, like I don't know. First, so you think you... that Arsenal has an eleven that's just straight up better than City's eleven? <laughs> oh, I think we have an eleven that could have gone to this game and won. No, no. I no, definitely no. do think that because, like I said, De Bruyne doesn't play. You now have Rodri and Foden. And, uh, what's his name? Look, I'll take my chances against those two any day. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. But the back four thing, right? We used to say, well, individually, Mustafi is not good, or Luis is not good. So then, you know, we need to like show up, you know, the wings a little. So let's play this three, four, whatever. But we brought in this Gabriel guy now. He looks like a baller. Yeah, guy was like solid. I I, I love the guy. Probably even more than Pate, but whatever. 
And then I, I think Tierney is pretty good on the left too. And you could see during the game, all our plays down the left, you know, the left-hand side of the field, or maybe because Saka was having a good game. Say, it really was about Saka. Saka, to me, was the yeah, best. Yeah, so we just had to keep going down there. But it's kind of, like, embarrassing that we go to City's Grand Prix where an 18-year-old Saka is the best player. You know, he <laughs> on the field. You know, William is on the field. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's one game. The City will probably beat most people at the end. Yeah, Wilfred, I want let me ask Wilfred a question. We talked a little about Arsenal. Um, from City's perspective, I mean, this was kind of a boring game for just like a neutral observer. Um, but how big are these three points, especially as mentioned, without KDB? It looks like they're starting to get healthy. Do you think City's at a place where they're potentially about to kick on? Um, so this game was actually very interesting. I, I watched the game with George. Shout out, with, shout out to George. You know, you know, he gave me his equipment so that I can record. But um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. What I have, uh, what I can say is, it seems like the whole game was a chess game. You know, mm-hmm. everybody kind of knows everybody's weakness, and uh, it, it seems like Ateta knew more about Pep's weakness than Pep knew about mm-hmm. Arsenal's weakness. So Ateta set up in a way to neutralize City, and in the in the game, you could see Pep really is trying to solve this three five two thing that beats him all the time. And you can see their, I don't know if you guys paid attention, but their tactics switched from 5-3-2 five, five, to 4-2-4 to something else. There was another third formation. I know this because I kept saying Cancelo was Cancelo, everywhere. It was yeah. center back, left back. I mean, he yeah. was going everywhere. Yeah, Cancelo used to, uh, would tuck in as, uh, as a midfielder and it becomes a 4-2-4. Four, or Cancela goes wide and then Walker becomes a center back and it becomes a uh, a five three two. Like it was just different. And then the dynamics of the whole game was set up to just prevent Arsenal from having counter attacks, you know, in one v one situations. And then you Walker was the sweeper for the whole thing. If it all goes wrong, Walker will be that guy that would have to chase down either Lacazette or. Uh, I said, like I said, either Pepe or Aubameyang down, you know. And it was kind of interesting. Um, Healthy-wise, I, I think City still needs KDB. I think without with, without David Silva, KDB is like the most creative player they have right now. So without KDB, eh, it will, they will struggle a little bit because I don't think Foden and um, uh, Bernardo Silva are the same level as KDB. Um, would they kick on and win uh, games? Yeah, City is City. They have a huge squad depth, and I believe Pep Guardiola has an opportunity to, you know, capitalize on whatever form they have right now and, you know, start winning some games. And mind you, they have a game in hand. So that also plays into their, uh, their cards in the end. Okay. Last last question I have on this on this game. Daniel, I want to ask you about your boy, William. We've mentioned his name a couple of times. I know you were so excited when Arsenal got him. Um, how are you feeling about him as an Arsenal player? Has he lived up to your expectations, or are you still giving him some time to, you know, prove himself you to know, you? So far, he seems to be playing well in the non-top six games. <laughs> and then when we actually have to play Liverpool or City away, 
you know, level just dropped to the old Arsenal that we were in. But we brought him to like, you know, we brought him so that Saka doesn't have to be the best player when we go to Etihad. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. you know, to actually be the experienced guy that Saka will feed off of when we go to these places. So, I've been like disappointed on that front. But hey, I have no doubt about William's talents. But <laughs> like I said, I always assess these players on their attributes. I have no doubt about his talent. Which is what I'm saying. He's going to. He's going to be instrumental in the Sheffields, in the Leicesters, and you know those non-big games. At the end of the day, those big away games are really just a handful of games in the season, right? If you beat the other teams and you win the big six games at home or tie, you can very well be up there. So, you know, I want to see more in the big games, but I think he's doing fine in the uh, in the, the regular games that you know playing a lot. Of. Okay. Nice. We'll, we'll keep tracking how he does this season. Um, Wes, I want to ask you about the Chelsea game. Chelsea had a big game um, against Southampton. You know, they looked like they were going to kill them. I remember thinking, oh, they're going to score five against these guys. Um, ends up being a 3-3 game, which has to be a big disappointment for Chelsea, um, just based on their opponents, based on the plays they had available to them finally. Um, just give us a quick rundown of what you saw from that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just real quick, I just want to say, I'm very happy that Sergio Aguero is back, the best striker in the EPL. Yeah, and um, so uh, Chelsea, I like. I'm also very happy with the way that game went. You know, because uh, Chelsea, I at the beginning of the season, you know, we're thinking these guys will contend. You know, but clearly they have spent way too much on the wrong side of the field. Like they've, it now looks like overkill, you know, signing Werner and Kai Havertz and Ziyech for so much money when you already have players in those positions, you know, and uh, Timo Werner is actually not even that good. You know, he scored two goals and (laughs) I listened to these guys on, on NBC speak about Timo Werner and I'm just confused, you know, is it me? Am I watching something else? Are these guys seeing something I'm not seeing? They they praise him so much. And I'm like, this is Southampton. You know, Chelsea should deck Southampton easy 4-0. They are not a good team. You know? Chelsea at home, you beat Southampton 3-4-0. Easy. So, Timo Werner scoring two goals against Southampton, doing legover, running around. It's It's not impressive. I'm the, that's it. No, I'm not impressed. You should beat this team. They don't have any good defenders. They don't have a good midfield. So for you to tie 3-3 against Southampton at home, I mean, th- this just shows. And this is the second game they've tied 3-3. No, so you're, you're basically what I call a basket case now. Like <laughs> just leaking wow. goals anyhow, conceding goals. You, if, if you, you can't score three or four goals every game. So mm-hmm. if you don't know how to shut up shop and you're conceding two, three goals uh, week in, week out, you're, 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 you're always going to drop points. So now I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm using this to project onto the rest of the season. I have no faith that Thiago Silva comes in to fix this defense because he's 36. Like, I'm not expecting a 36-year-old to come and provide guidance to this defense. Their midfield, it looked solid to me last season, but now it looks mad shaky. 
So, I mean, they're missing bodies, right? Because we're going to talk a little bit about Ross Barkley is no longer there, even though, you know, he didn't play that much. No, he's a body, though. Because, Wes, if you looked at their lineup, if you look at their bench, they had no midfielders. They had Jorginho and they had Conte. There was no one to bring on. Loftus Cheek is not there anymore. I'm assuming Kovacic must be hurt because he wasn't on the bench. So they are actually quite light at midfield at the moment. So, so, yeah, so all these points you bring up, if they are true, then we now have to start questioning Frank Lampard, right? Yeah. Because all these players, they were already Chelsea players, so you, they didn't have to leave. Now, Kai, you've signed Kai Havertz for what 90 million euros was it or 90 like however much yeah 90 90 million and the guy looks like uh the wind can blow him down basically <laughs> like he, that's just all, all he like i'm sure technically he's he's mad and he's i'm sure he, he he needs time to adjust to the league but <laughs> what? What? sometimes you see yeah are you just trolling right now, or are you just like <laughs> uh, you are having fun right now? Like, what what are you saying? I'm 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 having so much fun with Chelsea. <laughs> with how bad? Wilfred, what do you disagree with? What is he saying that's crazy to you? I disagree with majority of the stuff that he's saying. <laughs> like, like <laughs> is not good. Like. What? I, I don't know why. Maybe you're mm-hmm. not impressed. Just okay, okay. That, just say, let, let me let me rephrase. Please, please, let me rephrase my my comment about Timo Timo. Clearly, the guy scored two goals and one assist. He's done his job. Yeah, he scored two goals against yes. Southampton. But Southampton has not been a, a a pushover like you're making it seem. They are See, after 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 uh they beat uh they got beaten by less than nine zero, go and check their their stats, their win to uh their win ratio, they're up there in the league. Yes, after they got beat, so it's like no 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 no. Wait, Southampton beat United. It was two two. So what? No, even if it was. Even if Southampton beat you, no, United, no, no, you're making it seem United. like you're just a pushover. They're like a, they're like a, a relegation threatening team. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The way Southampton is, is a team that Chelsea at home should be dispatching. In fact, it looked like they were going to dispatch them. It did. And their defense let them down. So, Kai, yeah, yeah, Kai, so that's on Lampard, not Kai or uh, uh, Timo Werner. Who? That's that's the problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who signed Kai Havertz and played him? Uh, Kai Havertz yeah. lost the ball for the first goal, right? Like he was right there. He had the ball. They literally they. No one was even like marking him. So hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Wherefore, let me ask you this because I do think that's a good point, right? I thought that the way the game was going, if you actually watched the game, right? Chelsea was up to nothing. They were comfortable. They, it literally looked like they could score five goals because Southampton looked like they'd never heard of Timo Werner before. They'd never heard this guy was fast. They were just playing stupidly. Yes. And Kai Havertz in the and the Chelsea half of the of the field. Is trying to dribble plays. He loses the ball. Next thing you know, it's a Southampton goal. And I feel like the game changed because, and this was right before the half, basically. Momentum. Momentum. It changed everything. So let's speak a little bit to that point of what Kai giving up the ball. And I know that you've also placed blame in our separate conversations on Kurt Zuma. Unfortunately, you think he's at four for two for the other two goals. Okay. But just explain exactly what happened. so, so, So first off, I have a problem with Lampard too. Let me just state that. Okay. I don't think Mount should be the first player on Chelsea team list. He's not good enough. 
The last time they didn't play without him, guess how uh, what they won by and who they beat? They beat Crystal Palace at home, 4-0. Crystal yeah. Palace have had a better season than Saddam thing this season with the four games that have been played. This Mount kid should not be starting at Chelsea. He should be a bench. He should be a, a bencher coming in for the likes of Pulisic when they are, when they are getting tired, like the ADF, maybe you rotate him for cup games. This guy, Lampard, is treating this kid as a prodigy. You know what? They should. Uh, if I'm Abramovich, I'll order a DNA test for Mount. Maybe that that, <laughs> that boy is his kid. That's why <laughs> he is one of the reasons why Chelsea tend to draw these games and lose these games because that kid should not be starting. That's the first point I, I want to make. Okay. Now the second point I want to make. The reason why I blame Zuma for that third uh, third goal, the tie, when the ball was uh, when the ball was shot by uh, Tio Walker, right? Zuma didn't seem to know where the threat was or who was around him. Benarek was right beside him. He had no idea where the guy was. If Zuma turned or moved, Benarek wouldn't have had the chance to like scoop down and head the ball. You, you get what I'm saying? Just a little movement, just knowing where the guy was, just touching him, just being behind him or moving towards him. Like, he wouldn't have the freedom to just be able to do that. That's why I blame Zuma. Yes, Kai lost the ball. He shouldn't have lost the ball in that area. But then again, if your midfielder loses the ball in midfield and it goes straight to score him, like, come on. it's yeah, It has to be a series of some some form of uh, the defenders behind him were not in their, uh, the best position. Oh, the no. He lost the ball where one through ball. Literally, as, he, as soon as he lost the ball, oh. one through ball. Through because yeah, the, everybody was thinking. Okay, I'll, I'll blame. I'll blame him. I'll blame him for that. I'll blame him for that. Fine. I'll, yeah, and I think I think also I think whenever you have the ball, usually the center backs are going to spread out. That's usually yeah, what yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. So yeah. the center of your defense is wide open if you lose the ball too quick. Um, Daniel, I want to ask you about something Winfred said. He's saying Mount should not be starting for Chelsea. Mount should not be starting for Chelsea. Um, for me, I don't see anything that Mount did wrong in this game. But I do want to ask about Mount and Kai Havertz playing together because they seem like they want to play in the same kind of position. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let Daniel, me, let me. Daniel, yeah. please, please give me two, uh, one minute. To, uh, <laughs> let me explain why I, I was circling out Mount. Please give me, give me one minute to explain. So whenever sure, Mount... Whenever Mount plays, right, when he plays on the wing, watch him. He drifts to the center. Kai, mm-hmm. also, Kai also likes to operate around the same area Mount uh, wants to operate. So whenever they, they play together, they clash. They clash in the same areas. They clash in the same areas. But if you play a guy with uh, who holds the, uh, the natural weight of the team, like uh, Hudson Odoi, like uh, uh, Ziyech or Pulisic, they will hold the weight and uh, uh, Kai Havertz would have enough room to operate. Mount drifts in the middle. Anywhere he plays, he drifts towards the center of the box, like around where Lampard used to operate when he used to play. That is a problem if you have a camp. If Mount is playing camp, fine. I, I get it. But if you're going to... Wasn't play, Mount playing camp? Isn't that where they started? Isn't that where no, he's no, no. He was, he no, he was playing he from was the wing. Because Kai playing. was playing as Cam, basically. Uh, Kyle playing calm. Right. Yeah, Daniel, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you. yeah. First of all, was we need to stop this talking point that it was just Leicester 
or it was just Southampton, or you need to stop this stuff, man. I've already told you. I was very calm tonight, but as you always do, man. First of all, I just wanted to lay that lay that out there. Southampton are a good Premier League side. They are by no means no pushovers in this league. And besides, these are the teams that we all play in the league. Every weekend, mm-hmm. it's not Liverpool or Arsenal or Liverpool City. It's, these are the teams we play. And the second thing that I wanted to mention, which probably will like dovetail into the question you asked me, there is a reason why when Kai Havertz gives, gives up the ball in that position, they go and score because Southampton are actually very good. Most of the teams in the Premier League, if you do that, you will concede. When you, when you are on the transition like that and everyone is moving out of position into attacking mode and you just give the ball away like that, it just makes it hard for people to get back into position. Two, three passes, they're in, and then they score. That brings me to Kai Havertz. I don't know why we're talking about Mason Mount when this guy was signed for 90 million and he's playing. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't like I said during the game, right? Mount looks like he costs 90 million pounds. Meanwhile, Kai Havertz just like sauntering around the field, you know, getting dispossessed. Every other pass is misplaced. And I honestly don't see what he's doing on the field that costs 90 million pounds. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, that's a lot of money. I don't know what he's doing on the field. But I think that if if Lampard is really like going to turn this around, right? And we all we've all identified that into the defense. Basically, you're scoring three goals in every game, and yet you're not winning the game. First, I, I don't know, man. I was never on the Kepa bandwagon. Like I thought everyone was being very harsh on the guy. The guy's confidence is gone, man. Is it that you raise the guy's confidence or you have to stop playing him altogether? Because that second ball, the second pass kept Zuma game for the second goal. It was a bad pass by Zuma. I'm going to admit that. Yeah. But there, there is no reason for what he did. He pulled out. So you need to do better. Yeah, you. He, yeah, he just threw his leg at the ball. You have to do better than that, man. It's like... Do something. Just don't do that. That was a very bad, you know, bad play on both he and Kazuma's part. But on the broader point, though, man, the way it's going, it just seems like I don't know Chelsea's fix to the defensive problem now. Maybe it just requires that you stop giving the ball away in those positions. There's, there's no fix. There's no fix. They or is it a personnel thing? We brought in Thiago Silva. I don't know why he didn't play, but you know. Guy, there is no fix. Let me tell you, they spent the ninety million on the wrong thing. They did not need. They don't. They don't need Kai Havertz. They have enough midfielders. They have I enough agree. wingers. They should have spent half of that money on a centre back, on a real centre back, not Thiago Silva, thirty six years old. They should have gone into the market and gotten a fifty to sixty million dollar centre back from somewhere. You know, it's not that hard. I don't know why my guy was stacking up on attacking players. Werner, <laughs> Kai Havertz, ZH, it's overkill. It's yeah, overkill. they can't all play together, which is a crazy thing. And then, and then they already had, look at who left. Barkley left, Loftus, Cheek left. They already had guys, you know. So I'm like, yo. Also, uh, Pedro left. William, I, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, they did not need... A 90 million car average. Hopefully, I agree with that. Yeah. Things work out for him. Like, look at the strike force. Honestly, 
you guys think Timo Werner is that much better than Tammy Abraham? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, like, what are you saying, man? Like, I'm talking about style of play. Like, for me, guy, for me, I would rather Yo, this Timo Werner guy has people like, yo, because he's clearly good, was. Oh, 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 he has is just speed. I think you guys get confused by speed. Oh like he's God. just really fast. It's fat. like saying it's like saying all Vardy has is speed, but you know the guy finishes too. Guy, guy, are you gonna compare Timo Werner to Jamie Vardy? They played literally the same. Yeah, they they, style. they have the same style. They of have play. the same yeah, style of play. Man, I don't. Know. Yeah, but that's to cap it up, Popo. I would agree with Winfred and that. Concession of the ball that led to that first Southampton game is what changed the game completely. Uh-huh. At 2-0, it was like cruise control. Uh-huh. And I think it just goes to speaking to the league, basically, that you you can't do this. You know, every time in the group, I'm always like complaining to you that this midfielder is not good or his back is not good. And it's because they give the ball away in that position. Yeah. It is yeah. so hard to recover yeah. when you do that. You know, you guys are overrating some teams in the EPL, man. Like this is just wild. That's I, that's definitely true. I agree with that. I think that there's a lot of teams that you know they've gotten some results, but if we look at the way they play or like even the players they have, they they're not really. They shouldn't be tough opponents. Um, one such team I want to bring up actually is West Ham because I don't know if we're gonna say West Ham is a tough team or a good team, but West Ham was fighting relegation last season. I mean, they were not like a team that was doing all these crazy things. At least Southampton was a mid-table team last season, right? So we can say they had a good season. West Ham didn't have that type of season. I'm going to start with you, um, Wass. I know that, you know, you love Spurs so much. Um, how did they end up not winning this game? They're up by three. They scored three goals in the first 20 minutes. 18 minutes, I believe. They conceded three goals in the last 10, 15 minutes. Um, what exactly leads a team to concede three goals in that kind of fashion? Yeah, this is the question. I wish you could have posed it to Jose Mourinho after the game. So <laughs> I, will, I will hear what he says. Because it's um, this is a manager that has the reputation of, you know, making defenses and knowing how to mm-hmm. shut up shop and all of that. And you concede three goals in uh, roughly 10 minutes, 12 minutes. It's just, it's just wild. It's very, very satisfying. West Ham, are, West Ham are definitely on the list of teams that are not good in the EPL. Yeah. Every yes. now and then, they will, you know, do something. Yeah, there is no yeah. what exactly. Oh my god, Daniel. Okay, Daniel. Daniel, are you trying to say that West Ham is a good team? This is what I've been saying since the beginning of the season. We we played West Ham. Right? They were our second game of the season, right? And yeah. I'm putting this all down to David Moyes, man. I kept saying. You know, you know West Ham beat Leicester, right? Are you aware? Are of you this? are you saying that West Ham is a good team? They are Anyone a good team. Win the game. They're they a good are, team. Okay. They are a good team. Yes, they 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 beat Wolves at home and they beat Leicester away. And the fact that they were three 0 down, you know, sometimes you just have a game like that. You start first minute, you just switch on someone's scores. and then before you know it, you're down two 0 You know, what I mean, they, yeah, you don't start the game off well, and then. Right, if you don't start the game well, right, you have a very bad 15, 20 minutes, and you could be down if you're playing a good team, right? 
But it doesn't surprise me at all that it came back 3-3. Three, three. It's not surprising. I actually thought it would end 3-2, to be honest. I thought Spurs. Wow. Yeah, but I knew they were going to come back, just not to tie it. Why did you think they would come back? Because I'm surprised. Yeah, that's already. what I was saying, because they, they are good. You <laughs> <laughs> can't believe what you said. <laughs> because they are good. And I'm oh, telling man. you, I, I have said several times that I am very, very grateful for that 2-1. They should have beaten us that game. I'm being perfectly honest. At the Emirates, we beat them 2-1. They should have beaten us. And then they went and beat Leicester that just beat City 5-2. I know this positive thing doesn't work, like you know. Exactly. Really Please don't but do Leicester, that. Leicester, dude, but you know Leicester are like one of the rated teams in the league, right? You know that. They are. They are. No, Leicester's a solid team. Yeah, exactly, and you, you know Wolves are also like very highly rated. Like everybody would mm-hmm. beat them six or seven, and then they go and just beat these guys three 0 back to back. How can you be bad and do that? Come on. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Wilfred, let me let me ask you this question because I feel like this is something that happened with Mourinho when he first joined last season, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. where they had a big lead and before you knew it, at the end of the game, they're giving up goals. I don't remember if they ever actually end up drawing, but I remember like them being up three nil against some team and it ends up being three two, like ends up being a closer game than it has to be. I think is it was there the Do you think it's something in his tactics that's making this happen? Is it just that they don't have... I mean, they have bad players, so it can't be legs. Like, what exactly causes this to happen? Uh, Okay, so I think the Jose Marino that we know from the past that would score one goal in the fifth minute and then play defensive for 95 minutes, throw six, eight players in the box. I don't think that Marino is this again. I think this Marino is actually trying to play what we call entertaining football because now they're scoring more. I think the problem starts when he starts making subs. Mm. I think that's where they they start making, uh, that's where the problem starts. You know how I I circled out Mount should not be starting for Chelsea? I'm circling out another player at Spurs that should not be starting, Harry Winks. Mm. That kid is not good enough. I understand when teams want to promote their own academy players into the first team, make the other uh, homegrown Spurs players feel like he's like one of their own. Same thing with Mount. Same thing. Harry Wings is not good enough. Like, when you saw the time he came on versus when Ndombele and uh, Hoiberg and then uh, who else started? Sissoko? Yeah, Sissoko. You can see a huge difference when Wings came in Versus when he was not on the on the pitch. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> You're right. Thank you. Harry Wings should not be playing. Like, I understand he was trying to sub and bring people on and, uh, you know, like, you know, rest some people for, uh, whatchamacallit, Europa League qualifications and stuff like that. But some of the substitutions, I, I, I believe it was fairly the substitutions that gave the game away. Because... This this West Ham guys, eh? I'm telling you, six of their starting eleven are set piece threats. <laughs> they are two centre backs. I'm I'm being serious. They are two centre backs, Suchek, Antonio, and if they have Hella on uh, Hella on the field, he's a set piece threat. If uh, Cresswell is crossing, he's a set. Uh, he's a good crosser of the ball. If Snodgrass, mm-hmm. if Snodgrass is crossing, he's he's. He's also very good at it. If Nobo is there, Nobo has the tenacity to to be to to, to disturb a defense when it comes to set pieces. These guys, it, it, 
Look, Antonio holds the ball and falls down around the center circle because he knows Snodgrass and uh, Cresswell will cross the ball in and Van Buena will head the ball and Antonio will head a tap. <laughs> These guys' set pieces are like their bread and butter. So, this, giving these guys' set pieces around the 92nd, 93rd minute, that's disaster. Bad things will happen. Yeah, bad things will happen. I think that's down to that set pieces and the substitutions. One player will circle out Harry Wings. That's it. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Why, so before we leave this game, I want to ask you about Gareth Bale. Um, he, he made his debut. He came on. He looked pretty good. He hit a free kick that was an easy save. He, uh, he had a big chance, actually. He ran through the defense like he used to look like a vintage, you know, vintage Bale, but he shanked the shot. I mean, it was a terrible miss. But how excited are you about Gareth Bale and, you know, what kind of influence do you expect him to have? Uh... I guess I'm personally happy for him that he's now he can now play football and enjoy football. <laughs> right. As far as like him with with Tottenham and you know their performances going forward, uh, I I don't see too much. It's uh, it's very like it's very. I heard first of all Harry Harry Redknapp said, "Oh, Tottenham could win the league," and. Robbie Mosto. People have been saying that. And it's very confusing to me. Honestly, I feel like I don't know what's happening. You know, <laughs> I, a lot I actually of... said that. I actually said that this morning. I actually yeah. bought in your name. You know, so. Went to all three, nothing, right? Went for it. Yes, and I still stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I still stand by it. I have, a, I have my reasons for saying what I said. Yeah, so. I think he will play well, but you know the expectations of because now they've gotten him. Like I, people are expecting more because Jose Mourinho, a quote unquote serial winner, is involved. Gary Bell, a quote unquote world class player, is involved, and adding to the other attacking pieces they have: Son, Harry Kane, Bergwijn, Lamela, Lucas. Lucas. Uh, you know, Go so the their, their forward line is pretty good. I don't trust their central midfield one bit. You know, I don't think there's any good player in that central midfield. Sizoko, excuse you. Oh, oh well, Sizoko. <laughs> so, 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 all the teams are bad. All the players are bad. Like, guys, guys. Just goes from left to right. Like, it's true. Guys, in middle. let's Not be him. honest. Okay. Okay, so the truth is, was is a very hot and cold kind of guy. That's true, you know. <laughs> but oh, wow, he actually wow. on tape today. But but when I look at these teams, I don't know. Every team just has something missing. You know, everything. Every team I look at just has something missing. So why are uh, you winning all your games then? Oh, United. Yeah. I think that his, I think Karen's point is actually ah. supported by the way the games have been going. Like, there's no dominant team, so everyone that, that is, is evident level. that everyone is good. No, no, no. Or everyone no. is bad. It depends, no. it depends on your perspective. Everyone is good or everyone is not good. Or no fans. Or no fans. It's yeah, I said that the other day. I think it because there's no if fans. People are not just... booing you. Woo, woo. I saw Masaraku today. Playing like he was prime Ronaldinho at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like no fans. Yeah, like, they're finding people are no actually fans. playing. People are actually playing and and like I can hear the coach give tactics. Like, hey, like come mark your guy. Hey, stand here. Like you can actually hear them get instructions. So if they were fans, Masaraku is not hearing what uh uh Zoom Zoom Moyes is saying. No, it's not gonna hear that. Honestly, honestly, I don't think that plays it plays much into the oh. in, into the players. Oh, I think I think <laughs> I, I think when West Brom. Is, okay, we yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. I just got my browser like closed for no reason. The same thing happened to what's happened to me. Yeah, but if your browser, I I kind of I kind of know why it's closed, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, no, no, we can we can continue. Sorry, I just want to make sure it's recording. It's recording now. Hopefully, we didn't lose that whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So the the point I'm trying to make is, um, a lot of teams. I don't know if it's you know this COVID thing is playing a role. Like, you know, everyone is unsure. But when I look at most of the teams they're all like missing something so yeah. the, the 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 confidence that Harry Redknapp, Robin Mosto and your name and Winfrey have in talking about <laughs> <laughs> I, I I cannot see them going 38 games without more games like this where they tie 3-3 or where they lose I, I just can't see yeah. them inconsistent enough to win the league the champions also tied today. Then uh, this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, but we're they lost seven of, two last week. They lost we seven speaking two last of, week. We're speaking of consistency over a thirty-eight game week. You see, these guys they they have already shown it is in their DNA that they can do that. So if they lose seven two and tie two two against Everton, a team that is resurging. I'm not. I'm not worried because I think they can go on. And you don't and, think West Ham? No, where I, I'm really, yeah, I'm really like speaking to the argument that most of the teams in the league are not good. Actually, I think if most of the teams were in the league were not good, what you will see is a few teams just like like kind of last season. I don't think last season a lot of people did well. That's why two teams just break away, and, just and, beating and everybody. I, I actually you did know? not say not good. I said missing something. You know, Fair so, enough. Okay. No, so yeah, I didn't say no good. But there's definitely <laughs> I, I definitely have a list of teams that are not good that you guys are hyping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's definitely there's definitely some teams that oh, are what's not the good. List? What's the list? I wanna if, hear if it. you want me okay, quickly off the top of my head, right. yeah, I'll give you like five teams. West okay. Ham is not good. Okay. Southampton is not good. Okay. Brighton is not good. Okay. Uh Crystal Palace okay. is Average, okay. West Brom, West Brom, New Newcastle is not good. <laughs> Newcastle, yes. Okay. Burnley, not good. You know, this Burnley is not good. There are a lot of teams that are not. Fulham. You know that. So you, you mentioned Brighton and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace already slapped you at home this season. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Brighton, you had to get a penalty, last minute penalty, kind of like lucky in a way, if I'm being honest, to win that game. She lost like five one. If that tells me where Manchester United is right now. No, that's that right, right, right. teams Let's... in the league are good. 
I, I think I don't think I don't. Okay, guys, I don't think we're gonna settle this argument because it's about perspective. Daniel, your perspective is well received. You think that all the teams are fairly good, which is why they've been able to get some results. Exactly. Wax's perspective is the opposite. They've gotten results because the teams have been are missing something, which is why you're able to get results. But let's real quick let's talk about the United game because United did beat one of those teams that Wax said is not good, which I agree with. The last episode, which none of you guys were on nobody would actually call a United win. And when I say nobody, I mean like the United fans. David was scared to call a United win. He didn't want to predict the game. He was shaken, literally shaken. Rookie <laughs> refused to call the game. No, actually, Rookie said that Newcastle was going to win. She predicted Newcastle would win 2-1. And I was so, like, I was super shocked. I kept explaining to them that Newcastle was not good. But they didn't listen to me. So, Winfred, I'm going to ask you, why exactly are United fans so scared um, are they overreacting to the you know the poor start to the season and expecting that Newcastle would actually win? Okay, I want to ask you a question. So when you woke up right and you looked at the United lineup, <laughs> and, and then you saw you saw Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Lindelof, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Scott McTominay, Fred, Bruno, Dan James, Mata, and Rashford. What was your first thought? My first thought was, one, from the defensive line, that's the defensive line that got the job done for you last season. Yeah. As much as we know that they're not the best, it's like they're okay. Yeah. They're not like the worst. People want to make it like they're the worst. Yeah, yeah. Midfield, Pogba wasn't playing. I was a little bit surprised by that. But, you know, international games, rotation, that kind of thing. Um, you had no strikers available, basically. So he okay. almost had to use that lineup. He didn't have to. <laughs> you have a player that you played forty million for, Donny. Oh, Vanderbeek. I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Donny yeah. Van der Beek could have played where Mata was, and some of us would have been a little bit calm. Dan James should not be starting at United. You Mata could have played. Game, you could have. He had a great game. Look, look, look! I'm not coming for Mata. He had a great game. You know why he had a great game? Because he's the only one. He's the only one. No, 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 no. He's the only one that can play those tiki-taka small little passes, those yeah. intricate passes that David Silva used to play with KDB. He's the no, only one he... that can matter, that can do it with Bruno Fernandes in the team he, that we have in United. He's brilliant. A, a... Yeah, he's brilliant in those tight, small little spaces. That's why it worked out. You see the goal that they called offside between him and Bruno. Beautiful. That was a fantastic yeah. goal. That's one thing Mata is good at. Leave him around those areas with Bruno and they'll make something. That's that's so so why are you saying that you want Van der Beek to play this game instead of Mata? Considering that Mata did play well, in fact. He and did. like you mentioned, he, he can did. play with Bruno. He, yes, he did play well. I will, I will ask you a second question. When did United start winning and had control oh. over the game? Late in the game. I actually only watched the first half because okay. it was boring. But so, I knew United so, was going to so, so, did you know when the, the, the win started? I want to say when it was the 70-something. 70 70th minute when Pogba came on. Did you know who came on next after Pogba? <laughs> Please tell me. 76 minute, Donny van der Beek. Mm. Those three players, Bruno, uh, Pogba, and uh, van der Beek, when they, were, when they were all on the field, was when United started having dominance and started having more of the ball and started creating really good chances. But aside from that, before these three guys came on, it was a maximum show the whole time. The whole time. See, only won this game 4-1, so we are all thinking tactical genius. What, 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 what? The guy the lineup was bad. 
The last <laughs> one of the part. Just that you won. What I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is that when Prova, Donny, and Bruno were on the field was when United had the the prowess to to win. Why don't you just play those uh, three guys in a uh, four uh, four two two diamond? Huh? Just play the three of them and put Scott or uh, Pogba uh, or Fred uh, as DM. Fred is not actually a DM. Put Scott there. Put Scott there. Let's just play. What can happen can come. Eh? <laughs> okay, Daniel, I want I want to bring you in here. I know you're obviously not a United fan, um, but I, I feel like I'll, we have I'll to defend. Ole. Find out. <laughs> we have to we have to defend Ole a little bit more than I think he's getting. So yeah. I understand the idea. Like you want to play your best eleven, of course. Who doesn't want to play the best eleven? But I personally have been very critical of Ole, especially before this season, of right. not rotating his players. To me, it seems like a good avenue, a good time to rotate against a Newcastle that. Unless Daniel thinks they're good, I'm going to say we all think is bad. So against a bad team, you should be able to play Daniel James. You should be able to play Mata, and you should be able to get a result. Of course, yeah. you have to bring yourself down to finish the job. But to me, I don't think it's a bad decision, especially because you have to play in the middle of the week. Like, you have to rotate your squad. They're not going to play every single game. Yeah, yeah. I, I... So, okay, Newcastle is bad. I'm not going to argue that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but West Ham is good. West Ham is amazing. You'll see this is Okay. No, no, I'm just, I'm just checking. <laughs> yeah. What do you call it? So, Newcastle is bad. Let me just get out of the way. Okay? The second thing, I don't know why these United fans are always talking about lineups and rotation. You don't have anyone. That's the team. <laughs> and whose fault is that? The team, the, the, team, the guy that? plays is the team. Who's but anyway, but the, the, I, I don't know. Woodward, I don't know. But He's selling players and not bringing people back. You sold, uh, what, Pereira, uh, Smalling, Lukaku, uh, Young. I, the, the list goes on. So many people. How many people have you brought in? So, I think, I think, okay. Uh, well, so you're going to hijack my time like that anyway. But anyway oh, I'm, just, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. Let me just, let me just round off quickly. I think that... Um, so I know everybody's on Ole's case, okay? My problem with Ole is I feel like he doesn't have he doesn't have what Teta does. He doesn't know the defensive, he doesn't have to coach the defensive structure, you know what I mean? And it's gonna cost United a loss a lot this season. Because when they don't have the ball, they don't know what they're doing. When you play Newcastle, and they're not very good. So if, even if you don't defend well, you're still good. But Everyone's saying, right, and it's true. They all they scored most of their goals in like the 80th minute, I think. I, I saw like the Rashford run was like last minute, like literally last kick mm-hmm. of the game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that the reason why they won this game is because Newcastle played to the very only strength that Dolikana Solskjaer has, which is that counter attacking game, which is basically the land like Bruno just put true passes in and people like Rashford and stuff will just run onto them. And I don't, I, I know Newcastle sort of just collapsed. I won't make a lot of the game. It's a good three points. This this is any three points you can find. You should put it on the board, right? But I don't think this game will, it doesn't speak to any sort of trend in any way, except that mm-hmm. Newcastle is bad. <laughs> That's it. All right. Wise, yeah. come in here. What do you want to say? So uh, essentially, like I, I was going to say, maybe I should write an article where I list 
you know, teams that are bad. And then the teams, <laughs> wait, and the teams that are missing something. And Manchester United is definitely missing something. So uh-huh. it's clear that the organizational structure at the club does not exist or it is broken, it needs to be fixed. And the management, as far as, you know, the manager is concerned, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, this guy, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, you know, because (laughs) (laughs) because I I knew he would lift the spirit of the players, which he has done last season. He managed to come third, you know, so he has he hasn't done a bad job. He has done an average to good job. But this is where things need to kick on. All right, you've you've signed some players. Now show that you have some tactical acumen. Show that you have some tactical flexibility in the teams you put out and the way the team plays, you know? And he's just not showing that. He's just not showing that at all. Like, why um, you have Luke Shaw still playing? I don't know. After you signed the left back, you signed Tellers. I know he also just came. So I, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to contradict yourself. Uh, no, no, no. Because, look, so there are some situations where you can play already existing players. And there are some other situations that you look and you're like, this guy is so bad and will cost me the game. That guy is so bad. That I'm willing to take the risk on this new player. And Luke Shaw just looks like he's just really out of shape. Like he never gets to the ball. He always has to do things like he does. He always has to react because he's always, he's never in position. I just don't understand. He just looks like he's not in shape. So that's my number one problem with Luke Shaw. But we've we've, we've rectified that. We've signed a left back who I expect to be starting moving forward. And if that if Teles is not starting moving forward, I have a problem because I'm seeing that Van der Beek is not starting. Now, why Van der Beek is not starting, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm, I'm so confused because he comes in, he came in the summer. So there's no say, oh, he hasn't had time with the team. There's no any of that. He has been playing. He has played in a couple of cup games, has been the best player. He came on in the first game. After that cameo Mm -hmm. against Crystal Palace, when he came on and changed the game for United, I thought, oh my goodness, there's no way this guy won't be started. But next game, he's on the bench. The game after that, he's on the bench. So I'm looking at the manager and and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, so what does this guy think? of the players he's playing ahead of from the big. He must think they are so much better. I'm like, I'm so confused. Bruno has good things about him, but he gives the ball away so cheaply. I've never what? seen a player that just gives what? the ball away what? so cheaply. I never what? understand this criticism. What? 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 That's what creative players, that's the liability of having a creative player on your team. He will give away he will give away he will give away three of the balls, but the two that will find the player would be chances created. And if they cheaply I'm like things that you don't you cannot make a pass when three two, three people are blocking the pass. Oh, what you but if the pass, pass gets through, he's beating three people with oh, one ball. Oh, what are you saying? I think, 
I think I think the point with Bruno, which is what you're saying anyway, where Fred is that he is the creative player, maybe the only creative player a lot of times on the field. So he has the license or the freedom to try whatever he feels like, which is my only problem with Bruno sometimes too, is that he tries the most audacious things, and I can understand why Kerry would say, "Hey, you don't have to try that. Play a simple pass." Okay, I understand. I understand what you guys are saying, but when you have a team like United, right? Even today. You, uh, even this weekend, I would say Bruno didn't have the best game. Would you agree with me? Yeah. But look at his stat. He scored a goal and gave an assist and even uh, missed a penalty. Like, when yeah. a player... <laughs> Are we counting missed penalties as a good yeah, stat? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not counting as a good stat. I'm, count, I'm trying to tell you that the guy didn't play well, but he had a goal and an assist. Like I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that that guy is the the focal point of the of everything going forward with United. So if he gives the ball away, fine, I understand, because he's creating. Now this is the problem I will have. If he's giving the ball away and he's not creating, uh huh. Now you can say something. But if the guy is giving every game he's played for United, he's contributing. So it's worth goal. it. It's worth it if you don't yeah. have anybody else putting up his numbers. Yes. Again, okay. I mean, just to add to that real quick, okay? Was, was, let me steal your time, like two seconds. Let's add to that. If if that guy goes down, you are finished. As a club. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you point blank. If that guy goes down, you're finished as a club. I don't get this criticism that people are always saying. You know, the guys who actually try to move the ball for who try to actually create something, like when Fred said. They will give the ball. And people used to say this about Alexis Sanchez and Arsenal all the time. And he was literally the only guy playing. You know what I mean? Taking mm-hmm. people on, trying that forward pass. Because you like people like Jaka and Georgina. They'll give safe passes all game. You cannot win the game like that. You understand? That Bruno guy goes down, you are done. I'm telling if, you. If, if Bruno goes down, I'm actually excited because wow. maybe that means <laughs> Van der Beek starts. Oh, that know. means that means fight relegation only will be gone. And um, <laughs> I, I think I, I think right now I'm gonna throw Bruno in, in in the overrated box right now because you guys are confused with wow. with 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 these goals against Newcastle. Huh. You, you're just confused in big games against good teams in the Champions League. Like, we're not going to win 4-1 with the number of times Bruno loses the ball. Now, there's something else I'd like to say against Ole. Like, I was... Now, he clearly likes Bruno. And you Uh just find a player in Van der Beek that has to play. So, for me, this creates a conundrum tactically. I'm like, I was looking to see if this guy would try something else. Social flexibility, social tactical argument. Mm-hmm. Winfred, you brought up maybe play four four two. Honestly, Diamond. I saw a four four like coming into the first or second game of the season. I was I, thinking we would play a four four two. Diamond. Rashford up top. Uh, Thank you. Would come off uh, off the bench. Off That's the bench. exactly what and I then, too. And then you you play Bruno in that ten row. That ten row where over on the left, uh, Beek on the right. Guy, this guy, that's exactly. In fact, in my notes, I have it. Wait, did, you say, did you say Pogba on the left? Yes. Where you yeah, play, Pogba uh, should uh, be on the bench. bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Daniel. Thank, okay. thank you for your contribution. I was, I was really looking forward to see if he would try 
a 442 diamond just to see all these guys because that solves the problem. Because for me, how can you not start? Van? It's just baffling to me that Van de Beek isn't starting and he clearly likes Bruno so much. And to me, in his head, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing the way he thinks of Van de Beek. He thinks of Van de Beek in the same position as Bruno. That's the mm-hmm. way I'm looking at the way he's thinking about it. Because if he doesn't, then you can play both of them together. Because Van de Beek, he is very comfortable in possession. He keeps it. He doesn't lose it. He's very tidy. The guy hasn't even like played. Like no, no, no. But we watched him. We watched him. In I'm Adelaide. speaking of experience. Yeah, this guy didn't just start playing today. Over the past two years, we've seen what he has done. This is it's not just today. He started playing. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why I'm excited that we signed the guy because I've seen him play and I'm like, yo, this guy, to me, he walks into this midfield easy. Like, why play Fred and McTominay? Like, that's just overkill. Why not play uh, Van der Beek instead of McTominay and allow so Fred what, to So what you're saying is that you want Bruno to go and sit down and Pogba and Van der Beek to play. No, he didn't say that. No, 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 I'm asking no, no, no. him. I'm asking him. Is that what I he said? I said switch the formation to see. But you want Bruno to keep up. playing, though, right? Like Bruno, I want him to play, but I want him to be smarter with those. Some of the passes were too careless. I see what you guys are saying. Oh, he's trying things, but like. There's no point in trying something that clearly won't work. If there are three guys, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it won't work if you don't try it, man. <laughs> when you trying to push a path, so you know what, no. man. Yeah. I think... was, was, did you see that? Uh, did you see that pass Thiago gave to Mane? That no look pass that Thiago gave to Mane. Oh, that was a beautiful pass. That was that a was fantastic a pass. Like, no okay. No, 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 no. Like that pass, right? If if Henderson tried it, would you would you would you think it would work the same? Because I don't the, understand this question. No, so the, the, the question is, is if, if, Henderson can do it. No, 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 no. The question is, if you saw Henderson trying to attempt that pass, what what would be your first reaction? If he pulls it off, I'll be like, great pass. Okay. See, but before he pulls it off, you'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, 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 no. That is what you would do. Okay, that's what, <laughs> that, that, that's what most most people would do because you Thank don't you attribute. What I'm trying to say is you don't attribute you don't attribute that that style that play with uh, Henderson, but you attribute it with Thiago. So when he does something like a Thiago ethics thing, you will be like, "Wow, Henderson is uh, Henderson did good." But when Thiago does, you be like, eh, "Okay, great pass." But you you get what I'm saying. Same, mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. thing, same thing with this Bruno thing. If you change your perspective a little bit, right, you could actually be seeing the chances he creates, like the amount of balls he gives in uh, that he creates with chances that he, the passes that he makes with, and the chances he creates versus how many times he might lose the ball. There's a huge difference. Hmm. Well, I think I think, I think it comes down to yeah, I think it comes down to perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I think both are true. It's true that he definitely creates a lot, and it's true that he, you know, he tries then, so he's going to lose the ball. It's about how you like to play and what you prefer to see out of a player. Um, oh, wow. I want to real quick talk about the Liverpool game. I don't want to talk too much about it. I just want to really talk about Van Dyke getting hurt. Um, Liverpool, talk about the game. 
That was okay. We, <laughs> no, no, let's talk about the game. So, you know, I'm always watching the time, but let's let's give the people what they want. We'll talk about the game. We know you're um, an old man who needs to go to sleep. <laughs> <for the time>. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But Everton, Liverpool was a 2-2 game. You know, I, again, like I said, the last episode we had, we were predicting games. Everybody was saying Everton was going to win. And I was surprised. I'm like, this is Liverpool. Only Emeka actually got this game right. He called 2-2 right on the head. Um, no, no, he called he called 2-2, guys. I wrote it down. He called 2-2 or 3-2. <laughs> but, Daniel, I'm going to start with you since you really, really like this game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Are you on? Yeah, it seems like we lost the luck. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Okay, so I'll just go ahead and speak about it again anyway. So <laughs> so I, th- I thought it was going to be a good game, right? Because I was kind of like hoping that since they like lost 7-2, the game before, Everton will actually come out and be like, oh, you know what? These guys we can actually like beat them, right? Because <laughs> I've, I've been saying for like two years now that there's a lot of like mentality thing going on now here to the league that is yeah. like influencing why these guys are like beating everyone or just like mm-hmm. that. So then I was like, okay, so now let me see how good they are, like mentally speaking. You know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna like be honest. I, I feel like two two was a, a fair result for the game. I don't know if you guys would agree. It should have been. I feel like it should have been a tie. I didn't see that anyone actually uh, did it. I actually feel it. like Liverpool did did um enough to win. Yes, yes. Yeah, they, they, just, they were hard it, done by that it, that uh Vieira call. They just edged it just a little bit. Everton were very good. Everton mm-hmm. were very good, but I think Liverpool did enough to uh. Sneak. I don't know. I saw a couple of chances. Calvert-Lewin got missed. But Charleston even hit the post. Hit the post. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I think a draw was like a fair game. But I wanted to speak to like Everton's second goal. And I think that goal like really typifies the way these guys like improved. The way like they've never had a guy like Hamas to understand. Mm-hmm. Some of these passes, they just look like they are nothing. But that slight pass has been there for the cross. Yeah, that is top notch stuff, man. That 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 was very very good uh, for top notch stuff. And then, and then also, the the leap by uh, Calvin Lewin. I didn't want to get like on the bandwagon, and I'm not going to get on it now. But the guy, <laughs> the guy is getting on the end of crosses, and it's kind it's starting to get scary because I can see him scoring that goal against Arsenal very easily. So, uh, of course. Also, also, you should, you should blame. <laughs> also, you should blame. You should blame Trent. I, I've been. I've, I've said this. I said this last year, and people thought I was being ridiculous. I've been saying this for some time now. Liverpool, their weakness and their strength is Trent Alexander Arnold. I'll say, I'll, and I'll explain. If you attack on Trent's side, and you prevent him from going forward. Liverpool's creation is ciphered by a lot. Okay? Now, if you attack on his side, there's a high probability that you can score because the guy can't defend. That pass to Lucas didn't. Like, that guy was nowhere close to Lucas. Right, he saw him moving. It was, he was, very, it was very bad defending. Very, very, very bad defending. And that... that 
Like I'm not, I'm looking at this and then I I'm, I am I've so been glad Everton Liverpool, Everton punished them for that. I've been telling the Liverpool fans. I've been telling them for some time now. If you don't shift this guy into uh, midfield and find a solution to your right back's problem, you would be suffering like this for a very long time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's that bad. I think they're they're just going through like a like a phase right now what? where. I Was. think he will he will Was. develop into a much better defender. Was. Four games. Like, four four let's games. Not forget. Four let's games. Not forget. Four he's still, games. He's still so young. He's still it, so he's still it, it doesn't matter. One Bissaka is the same age as him. Yes, but and one Bissaka only only defense. Thank you for bringing that guy up. He only defends, <laughs> defends, but now he's scoring goals now. Like he, he just oh, Wilfred, you have to re- you have to relax. He scored one, one goal. Now you're saying he scores. Goal. I said he started. He started scoring goals. Started. Ah, like don't, 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 don't use my words. Yo, Bisaka is gonna be another fifty games or hundred games before he scores. Another it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We don't need him to score. We need him to defend. Trent can't defend. I agree with you on point. that. Trent, Trent's not not defend. His main yes. job is to be a right back. He can't defend. I think he can develop. He can clearly yeah, develop. Not, not, like not as fast as Juan Bissaka is developing his scoring skills, his goal skills. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Wilfred is obviously just trolling at this point. But, Wes, I want to ask you about Everton. Um, you know, they get a big result, which I think this game was probably a lot bigger for them, just from the standpoint of they're trying to show, like, they really belong. They're really a top team. Yeah, um, yeah. How much do you believe in Everton right now? Yeah. Um... I don't believe in everything, but I believe in Carlo Ancelotti. You know, mm. that guy is is just um is just an excellent manager. Like I've I've said it so many times, and he's showing, you know, he's show he's really showing how good he is, because in essentially less than a year he has transformed everything, or maybe it's uh, a year and a half. I don't know. I don't remember when they got. Yeah, it's not okay. It can't be up to like a year yeah. and a half. Yeah, because I mean, the way the team plays now, and the signings he has made, and how he has in- incorporated all the signings into his team, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just amazing. So, um, you know, like Everton is definitely a team to watch. You know, I, I, I think he would, he would uh, focus on the league. You know, and try to get everything into the Champions League. I feel like that's his that's his goal. You know, like let me see if I can get these guys into Champions League. Like he just looks so calm. He just looks so like comfortable, so confident. And I think that uh just um goes from him into the players. They reflect his, you know, the confidence and calmness that he has, and they just go out and play with that same mindset, you know, mm-hmm. like even, even when they concede goals in games, they don't look bothered. They just keep playing and go and, you know, go and score, you know? So, I mean, it's just, and like I was, I'm complaining about how Ole is not flexible. Ancelotti is very flexible. I've seen him employ different formations. He just looks at the team and is like, yo, this is what we get the best out of the guys today. He, he will switch. He will switch mm-hmm. from, 
from Christmas tree to four two three one to four three three to a four four two. He doesn't care. He just does what is best for his team. And I think going down the stretch, that's the the the, the biggest strength Everton has is that they have a very very good manager, and uh, that that will um, that will help them. So I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from from Everton so far. Hmm. Uh, Daniel, I want to ask you about Liverpool. Um, I kind of brought it up, but the Van Dyke injury is an ACL injury. I don't know if you talked about this already. Hopefully not. Um, but he got an ACL injury. Looks like he's going to be out months, so he's he's done for the season. How big a deal is this for Liverpool and their aspirations? Yeah, I I know that the I just actually saw like a, he put out a message right now on Twitter, like basically confirming that he's going to be out. But as great a defender as he is, I just feel like maybe they're just panicking too much. If this was money going down for eight months, I would be more sure that they would they would be done. Hmm. I, I would be more sure that they would be done because I think money is basically the best player on the team now. Some people probably say Salah, but Mika has gotten to you. I I he might have I he might have money himself has gotten to me. I'm definitely scared of the guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it might turn out to be a big deal. Um I guess based on how Matip plays. And I like Matip. Yeah, I feel like he plays well. I don't think it should be that big of a deal. And if it does turn out to be that big of a deal, then I, I don't think I think we've sung Liverpool's prices too much. I don't think one defender going down should undo you for an entire season. This, mm. this, I mean, this happened, is, this right? is a world class defender. It's it's a it's a pretty big deal because even a team like Real Madrid without Sergio Ramos, it's it's not Real Madrid. Um, Murphy, I want to ask you though because one of the things that I thought about before this injury was the prospect of Fabinho playing center back. Now, with Van Dijk actually out, do you think that's something that should be considered, or do you think Klopp should stick with Gomez and Matip? So, uh, I think they should. Uh, It's quite quite difficult because I would say that Gomez is a Winfred player, and he's actually been quite terrible the the past few months. But... Yeah, he can play Fabinho in um uh a centre back with team with uh, against teams that he knows Liverpool will have majority of for their possession. But yeah. but if he plays uh Fabinho against teams that like might counter attack by uh you know uh having one v one versus like uh likes of a Rashford, a runner, Zaha, Son, they're going to struggle. But, you know, with teams that they're going to hold majority of possession, yeah, they can they can, they can, can play with them there. But I would I would say for much tougher games, you should just go with uh, Matip and Gomez. I mean, the, the Matip and Gomez played a few games uh, together uh, before Virgil came, if Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure they must have. Yeah. I would, I would, so, so, yeah. Popo, what about last week when they lost seven two and Van Dyke was dead? <laughs> no, no, that's that's a that's a fair question. But I also think, to me, I look at that as a one-off game. So yeah. I'm not 
thinking that you're going to extrapolate that 7 2, and that's what's going to happen every game of the season. That is so they were good. like kind of shocking. They were shocking defensively that game. And you know, if he didn't play, they would have said, Of course, he didn't play, right? You know, they would have said that. <laughs> like, Daniel, the way you Daniel, I get your point, but you can't be, you can't be bringing this up consistently. No, I mean, no, no. Have... I just want to say the guy played and they lost 7 2. Yeah, that's a fact. So, right? No, no, it's a fact. So then, okay, what's, okay, uh, right what? What is no, no? So what does that mean? Because we're we're having a you know we're having a conversation, right? You can't just say a fact and walk and back away. Like I'm saying, so, well, it's just going your, to my point. Right? It's just yeah, it's just going to my point that I think his loss is being overstated. Is what I'm saying. Like you know, it's a loss. Yes, I get it. He's a great defender, but you put my tip in. And if your whole team collapses because of that, then come on, man. Is one defender going down should not be the end of everything. Maybe, maybe, maybe that attests to how you, good he is. That is how good he is. You have to remember that now Allison is also hurt. And mm-hmm. one defender coming in in Van Dyke when he came in, he transformed the team. He transformed them. Yes. He tra- yeah. Remember, they used to concede anyhow. He came uh-huh. in and he transformed the team. Now, I would say they are in a better position defensively because of his influence. I think the other players have grown. I think Gomez has grown. I think Matip is very good. I think they can handle it. But his loss for the whole season, just like, honestly, I think I thought they could possibly repeat, win the league again. But now, like, that is just thrown into doubt. Consider you know, three against Leeds. Consider seven against Aston Villa. Two against Everton. Man played all those games. I'm just saying. Okay, and then how about the hundred games he played before that that they were not conceding goals because of him? So well, what about, about the three games they played and considered fifteen or something like? Well, oh, Daniel, 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 I know that. I know that you're smarter than this. You're a whole statistician. Oh, yeah. So you know you can't compare 100 games to three games. So let's not, let's not do no, that. No, no, but look, look. The point stands is that they have, the defense has been bad like this season and he was playing, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just saying why is everyone like acting like this is some, you know, it's just going to shatter the earth or something. It's bad, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's one player. Okay. One player goes down. That's it. He, so for you, it doesn't matter. You think that if they should be able to do whatever they were gonna do without him. Okay. Yeah. Like, play on. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I want to move on to talk a little bit about Champions League because there are a couple Champions League games happening this week. Oh, um, we have to preview the next week's games. Have you seen the games next week? We're, we're gonna listen. We're gonna have another episode later in the week. So we actually are we're doing two episodes a week so we can get everything in because there's just not enough time in one episode to talk about everything. So that's what we're doing. We're going to have another episode later in the week. Um, but the, for the Champions League games, the way I want to do this is just predict the score for the game and just tell me anything you think about the game or we'll just see who's right. So the first game I'm going to start with, since we're on Liverpool, Liverpool plays Ajax. Um, Wes, I'll start with you. What would you expect in that game score-wise? 3-1. For Ajax or Liverpool? <laughs> For Liverpool. <laughs> okay. Simple enough. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, I think Liverpool will probably win this one. 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Hmm. 
Van Dyke who? All right. Winfrey, what do you think? I'm going uh, two one Ayas because my boy Ooh. my boy plays uh, kudos Mohammed. <laughs> my boy okay. kudos okay. Mohammed. Yeah. Let's watch him out. Just watch out. This weekend he playing in Eredivisie. He scored one goal and two assists. He's, he's gonna he's gonna shut Liverpool down. A Ghanaian boy, by the way. <laughs> okay, we have to we have to support our own. So yeah. I hope yeah. he scores. Okay, um, let's talk about Manchester City versus Porto. Winfred, I'll start with you. Manchester City versus Porto. Oh, this is, mm-hmm. this is a City win. Uh, four, four zero. <laughs> four zero. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, I like that score. Okay. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, I was actually going to say 5-1, but, you know, it's, it's an easy situation. win. Let's just, let's just say that. Say it. Say the score. So, all right, 5-1 for you. 5-1, 5-1. Yeah, I believe it. Kerry, what do you think? Uh, 4-2. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, City is going to score goals. They're going to run yeah. rampant. Yes. Okay. Does it, does it matter if KDB is back or not? I don't know if he's going to play in that game. Still yeah, for that's two. actually a big deal, right? <laughs> KDB is no, off for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, Chelsea versus Sevilla. Daniel, I'll come to you. I know you love La Liga teams. You think Chelsea oh, can win this game? Damn, damn. Chelsea, Sevilla. Wait, is this the... No, no, it's not. Emery doesn't cost Sevilla, does he? <laughs> no, no. He does. Okay. No, he doesn't. No, no, no. You know, he pushed them. Before, before. It this game looks like a, a, an, another, another three three man. This three like, three. Yeah, this game it looks like another high scoring draw. I, wow. I don't trust Chelsea to win any game right now, to be honest. But I know they will score good. <laughs> okay. Sevilla is pretty tough defensively. Winfred, what do you think? I'm going for two one Sevilla. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Me too. You too. Wow. Yeah, me too. Two one Sevilla for sure. In fact, it might be three one. Okay. No, no, no. Let's, let's support La Liga teams. Very good. Um, let's see what we'll get down to PSG when Chelsea, versus when Chelsea. Pump them. I'll be back to this one. This La Liga. Yeah, come back. Come back. You said three three, so I don't think you're that confident. But yes, we'll we'll move on. Uh, PS- PSG versus United. Wes, what do you think? Oh, this is... <laughs> oh, my goodness. I want to um, say, I, I'm not checking the stats here. I probably should have looked this up. But I think that PSG is dealing with a little bit of coronavirus right now. Um, yeah. So I don't know if they're going to have a full squad. But I'm, I'm, uh, I, I actually think United will win 2-1. Damn. Okay, United yeah. with the win. Oh, I, I think know Wax is always play. wrong about something. So the fact that he thinks United are winning is definitely yeah. I I I think this is the game that Ole starts Van der Beek starts Tellers. I think he will put out the team that I want him to be putting out. So I expect Pogba to start too, right? Oh, After he rested, oh Pogba, <laughs> back in France. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Daniel, what do you think? Uh, so you said coronavirus. Is it Bernat that has the coronavirus or Neymar? <laughs> I think it was Neymar that I saw. I'm trying to look it up real quick. That makes a very, a very, very big difference. Whether it's one Bernat or Neymar. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's way, see man. if I can pull it. Either way, it's, it's going to be an interesting game because United, they can only like counter-attack. I don't think Martial is going to play. Is he going to play? He's fit to play. The record doesn't affect uh, the, that game. Oh, yeah. He was suspended. He's not injured. 
I'm gonna say three nil PSG, man. Three 0 PSG. Okay. PSG. Yeah, I don't know. I think Neymar might not be available for that game. Um, checking. I right think Mbappe. Now. Mbappe should be enough. Mbappe will be there. Yeah, Mbappe will be there. Murphy, what do you think? I'm going with three one PSG. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, this guy's a fan of the club. Look at oh, that. Look, listen, listen. When when Ole Ole doesn't know what he's doing, man. He doesn't okay. know what he's doing. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's do Bayern versus Atletico Madrid. Winfrey, what do you think? Man, that's a one one zero win for Bayern. <laughs> uh, Daniel, what do you think? Oh man, this one. Everyone was hoping this was going to be the semi-final, right? Yeah, last yeah. Or quarter, quarter-final, one of those games. I won't go by in 5-2. 5-2? Do you know who they're playing? Atletico Madrid has considered, like, one goal in La Liga. Do you so know who Atletico Madrid is playing? <laughs> like, Daniel, just the, the, oh, the disrespect is too much. Okay, 5-2. Five, five, like, Bayern is not undefeatable. Anyway, Wes, what do you think? Went yeah, I've been having issues with this this uh, browser today. I've been going off and on as well. I right. uh, was, was, was going to predict one one. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, let's let's wrap it up with you know Inter Milan versus Gladbach. Probably one of those good games that nobody will watch, but I think it'll be a very entertaining, uh, entertaining game. Winfrey, what do you think? You know what? Just because of Moyo, I'll say uh, two one Inter. <laughs> All right, Daniel, give me a score. Also, Mister Jones got some Moyo. I'll say two one Monty Gladbach. <laughs> oh man! Okay, perfect, perfect, guys. Thank you so much for being on. I think we, we talked about most of the big games. We couldn't talk about everything, but, you know, mm. we touched on the most important things. I'll give you a chance for your last words. If Wax is able to join us, he'll do the same. Um, Daniel, I'll start with you. Any last words? Yeah, so, yeah, my last words are that this season is crazy, man. You drop your guard, you're on season six. And it <laughs> seems like even if you're 3-0 up, the game is still not won. I'm, like, enjoying every bit of it and I think this this might just be the season where we see some crazy team with the, the title like a Leicester kind of like a Spurs you know like mm. Mm, okay okay fair enough if Spurs, if Spurs win the title do you think that's as crazy I don't think that's they have a crazy squad like they should no, be challenged I, I don't think it's crazy it would just be crazy because Mourinho again Mourinho. really <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. If if yo if Mourinho wins the league, Chibi will kill everybody in the chat. All right, Fred. Your last words. Oh, my last words is, uh, you know what? This season will be quite entertaining. It seems like every team has an an it factor. A small team, big team. Everybody has an it factor. Everybody can be anybody. So. Yeah, don't don't look down upon the Southamptons and the Newcastle <laughs> and the West Ham's. Cause just know, if 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 you make a mistake, they will punish you. Okay, very well said. Um, thank you for being on. Unfortunately, Wes wasn't couldn't be here to you know wrap this up for us. I, I know it's last I'm sure he'll be back. He text me his last words. Oh yeah, what did he say? He said, um, "Ole is not the Ole is not the." <laughs> 
Ole is not the the guy to to take him to take <laughs> to the promised land, and he takes it back after Ferguson. He didn't he didn't say he wanted Ole all that time, you know. He just, <laughs> he just takes it back, you know. That's what, what a coward. I, I I think that I think that he would say something like that, but maybe not in those words. But yeah, Wash has officially apologized for Ole. He's done with him, um, as most United fans are. So yeah, we'll be back, man. Thanks for listening to the episode. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, nice, nice, nice.